not what we're going to talk about. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's uh, get into let's get into this word real quick here. And all right, so so we know we we've been reading through Genesis in the Bible study fellowship early in the morning from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Monday through Friday, just walking through the Bible. So we we've we're at what are we at? Genesis 50 tomorrow. We have the last chapter tomorrow, right? 50. Um, and uh, but we've gone through Genesis and and so so one of my favorite chapters or favorite understandings in Genesis where Satan was tempting Eve. And so, you know, as I was meditating on his message, the Lord was kind of revealing. He was like, well, his whole temptation was to kind of bait her or to uh, tempt her to create a loophole. You know, just like God gave specific instructions. And you notice he asked her the question about what God told her, and she didn't really share the exact thing that God said. You know, she said, well, God said, well, you know, we can't touch the tree. Um, um, and his goal, Satan's goal is to try to get us to blur the lines. That's his goal. His goal is to try to get us to blur the, blur the lines. Let's, go, let's look here at Ephesians 5 um, as we just get into this. I think this is going to Help us, because you know uh, I was talking to was talking to a family member today. Uh, I guess I could say it. I was talking to my niece, and he was talking about being in a place where, okay, do I want to stay here? Do I want to move on? Is it is it a uh, you know like you know you when you you get the job and you just you know you wanted the job, you're happy to have the job, but then after a while, it's like okay, something something's not grabbing me here, you know, so do I stay, do I move, God, do God want to elevate me here, or there's another uh, a place for me, and you, you kind of wonder how you get into those situations, well, depending on where we are and what we're doing at that time, God has tried to, I mean, the adversary has tried to slip us into this blurred area, and so then we start to lose our momentum, because ideally, God always wants to, us to be in momentum, uh, he always wants us to have something to look forward to. The adversary wants us to get stagnant and get frustrated and be depressed. You know how when you first start the relationship, it's the greatest thing ever. You know, you take you got all your Facebook pictures, you know. Yeah, you got your pictures, you know. Uh, you got your, uh, you know, if you went out to eat, we went out to eat. Me, me and Boo went out to eat, you know. Uh, me and Boo went to the movies. Uh, you know, me and Boo went to the amusement park. Me and Boo, me and Boo all over the place, right? Uh, and then, but but it gets to a place where uh, we you lose that uh, the butterflies. Uh, you wake up and it's like <laughs> you can't find one butterfly, right? You know, and so so that's that that that's that area that's really challenging uh, the reality of the relationship. You understand what I'm saying? Like, there's, there's a reality of the relationship. Uh, so that's why we do premarital courtship because we know, look, look, we're there when the butterflies wear off. <laughs> right, Pastor Mel? We're, we're there when the butterflies wear off. Try, try, try to get you through. Yeah, you say when they fly away. Try to get you through that mess. But let's look here at Ephesians 5, and we're going to lock in at verse 15. Ephesians 5, 
verse 15. It says, so, so see then that ye walk circumspectly. Now, this is important. Not as fools, but as wise. So see then that you walk circumspectly. Now, walking circumspectly is being intentional, like being intentional. So I'm, I'm not winging it. I'm not, I'm, I'm paying attention. See, see, when we're walking circumspectly, uh, we're, we're not too busy to pay attention. Uh, we're not operating as one that beateth the air, as it says in 1 Corinthians 9, right? Uh, we're not tempted to look for loopholes when we're walking intentional and circumspectly. Now, there's a scripture I've been quoting here for years. I've been quoting for years in ministry, Ecclesiastes uh, 8, verse 11. It says, because a sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, men find it in their heart to do evil. So they're, they're, they're in this place where they're not fully obedient. They're not necessarily accurately operating what God told them to do, right? Uh, they're in this uh, neutral zone. And since there's no uh, punishment happening at the time, I don't want to use the word punishment, consequence, thank you, consequence happening at the time, you know, people think they can, they can hang out in that area longer, you know. You know, but that's, that's God giving us an opportunity to repent or to change. The Bible says God is slow in his shadow of turning in James chapter 1, verse 17. That means, you know, God's given us an opportunity as he's moving towards what the, what the consequence is for that situation, we have an opportunity to shift and to change. Basically, to get out of that, uh, that neutral zone or or we're going to say that that loophole area in our life. Uh, the scripture says in uh, Romans 10, it talked about how people establish their own righteousness. So when we're living in a loophole, we've established our own righteousness. We've established not God's righteousness, but our own righteousness. We're leaning to our own understanding. Proverbs 3 talks about that, right? Uh, Romans 12 says we're uh, 1225 says we can be wise in our own conceit, wise in our own conceit. So, so when I'm wise in my own conceit, I'm not really playing off of God's word. I might be referencing it, but I'm not really walking circumspectly looking really into it because I want to stay, you know, I want to give myself an out. See, living in the loopholes, I'm always giving myself an out. Did the word actually say that? Well, you can find out. You have to just go read it, right? You know, or if you're really not sure, you can, you can go deeper, right? You can, you can rightly divide the word is what it says in um, uh, 2 Timothy uh, 2.15. It says, study to show yourself approved and rightly divide the word of truth. But sometimes, like, you know, uh, what's, what's, the, what's the line? Um, God won't put on you more than you can bear. You've heard that, right? You know that's not scripture, though, right? Okay, here we know, but. Y'all out there in TV land, y'all know that's not scripture? You know, um, I did a Bible study on campus in Ohio, Capital University. And, you know, they had uh, seminary students that would stop over in the Bible study. But they always came in like, I'm in seminary. You kids don't know what you're doing. And so, so they was coming in and, and I did. So I can sense the spirit. So I did it on purpose for the kids that was coming to the Bible study. So I started quoting these cliches that are not scripture. And that was one I quote. I said, okay, is this in the Bible? God won't put it on you more, more than you can bear. Well, the seminary students was like, yeah. 
I said, well, show me, show me what scripture. Because it's not in the Bible. It says, there's no temptation taking you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful with the temptation, but he will not tempt you above that you are able, but with the temptation, he'll make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. It never says he put it on you. He just gives you a way out of it, right? But the reason why nobody really looks into it, if that really is in the Bible, because they want to stay living in the loophole. See, if God put it on you, then you don't have to believe out of it. It's God's responsibility to get you out of it. See, if it's God's fault, then God got to fix it, right? You don't have to do nothing. You don't have to go, is there something I'm not doing? Is there a tweak or an adjustment in my obedience that I have to make? I don't even have to do that because I can go, see, there go God again. He put that on me, you know. So if God put sickness on you, why would you believe for healing? God gave it to you, right? Must want you to be sick, right? So you be so somebody comes to you and say, "Hey, hey, you you believe for you heal him? I'm just waiting on the Lord to heal me." You know, it's, it's his fault. You know, I didn't eat that stuff that caused cancer. It was his fault. He made me do it, right? Uh, we uh, back in the day we had this uh, comedian, Flip Wilson, uh, and his line used to be, "The devil made me do it," right? He'd be like, every time he's up, "The devil made me do it," and that was a long time ago. What was that? Maybe the 70s or something? I know we older, you know. But did, people still saying stuff like that too. The devil made you do it. No, he did not make you do anything. He offered you to do it, and you did it. And then how did you justify it? You found a loophole, right? You found a loophole. And so when, we, when we're living in the loophole we start living on the edge. You don't want to be on the edge. See, <laughs> see understand this. I better do this different because my wife won't like me if I did it from the top. Understand this. <laughs> I was going to do it from the top, but she, she would have been like, hey, what are you doing? Right? You know, if you're walking on the edge, there's a chance what? Now, on this side, there's a lot of support. On this side, there's a drop. I can fall. Right? Right? So, but if I, why am I living on the edge? Why don't I just, look, the chance of me falling up here is, is, is a lot less likely, right? Why am I, why am I, why am I walking, the fire on this side, I'm walking near the fire. So when you talk to me, I go, man, I've been walking near the fire for 10 years and ain't got burnt. But is there a chance I can get burnt next to the fire? Why would I stay next to the flames? A strong wind come, I'm about to get torched, right? <laughs> yeah, why don't I stay like way over here? You know, you know how y'all operate when any, there's anything with electricity? Sweetheart, bang, that's out. The fuse out. You want to go to the fuse box and see what's going on? You know how you like stay away from anything when you think you can get electrocuted? Right? Like, why would I play next to like, if a wire falls, it cuts down there. You're just going to hang out and be looking at it? You know, a live wire can electrocute you, right? But this is how we do when we live in a loophole. We're hanging in, in proximity where any circumstance, we can fall into craziness and sin. Now, this, this living in a loophole life is the, the life of a hustler. And the life of a hustler or people living in a loophole 
Um, they have successes. They have uh, uh, quite a bit of successes, but very few or no fulfillment. Few to no fulfillment. Because, see, the goal is not fulfillment. They don't, fulfillment doesn't exist. So it's just successes. And, and, and for our conversation, we'll call successes the butterflies. Remember we talked about the butterflies in the relationship? We'll bring that back up. All right? So success is the butterflies. You know, butterflies, butterflies fly away. You, you, butterflies there, you're happy. Butterflies fly away, you're sad. Then you go get a new butterfly situation, right? And then you're happy. Then those butterflies fly away, you're sad. Then you go get a new butterfly. You just keep chasing the butterflies as opposed to chasing fulfillment. You see the difference? Right? Um, and see, so we're, this, this living in a loophole is not a whole life. It's, it's a barely above water life. A barely above water life. And, and so this happens sometimes because living in a loophole, I have to establish uh, a compartmentalized life. In other words, the life I show and the life I hide. Right? Y'all know what I'm talking about? You want me to flow in the gifts? You want me to flow in the gifts? Because I can, I can kind of tell y'all. Y'all know I, just, I, yeah, I got... I, I, I get some more, I'm going to repeat it again. Amen. I get amens, I go on. If I don't, I'm going to start calling out what you're doing <laughs> behind the scenes. All right, y'all out there on TV land too, sitting on the couch. All right, let's try this one more time. So compartmental life, compartmentalized life is a life that you show, and then there's also a life that you hide. Y'all know what I'm talking about? All right, that's better. All right, it's good, it's good. That's better. See, <laughs> class participation. <laughs> Yeah, I know I was playing. I wasn't going to do that. Well, I wasn't going to do it. I can't guarantee what the Holy Spirit was going to do. Now, the interesting thing about a compartmentalized life or living in this loophole, it seems like it's okay. But the scripture says a house divided can't stand. So it's impossible for me to pick up this momentum of fulfillment that I'm looking for when I'm living two lives. Because, see, I, I believe I deserve this promotion, this elevation, or this fulfillment, or this relationship based on the life that I present. Because that's the only one I focus on. I don't realize what's stealing these things from me is the life that I'm hiding. See, there's not supposed to be a hiding life. It's supposed to be one life, right? A whole life, right? Right? And so remember, a house divided can't stand. The Bible says this in James chapter 3. Oh, I'm sorry. That's Matthew 12, 25. Just, you know, because I'd like you to go read it for yourself. But James chapter 3, verse 10 says, out of the same mouth shouldn't be blessings and cursings. See, when I live this compartmentalized life, I'm speaking out blessings. Now, the Bible says I'm standing by my, the words of my mouth, right? So that means if I say something, I'm held captive by it. So if I'm saying God's word, I'm held captive by it, right? If I decree a thing, it's established because I'm, that's what the word says, right? I can have exceedingly abundantly above all I can ask or think because what? That's what the word says, right? Right? God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. Clear thinking mind. What? Because that's what the word says, right? Right? Yes. Now unto him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above what? All I can ask or think because what? That's what the word says. I can't let you have my, might have life and that more abundantly what? Because that's what the word says. And if I meditate on the word day and night and do all that's written therein, then shall I make, uh, have good success and then shall I make my way prosperous. Right? Because that's what what? That's what the word says. Right? Now, so that's, that's the blessings I'm speaking out. We talked about this this morning. Um, but the Bible says cursings are coming out of the same mouth. Now, why would I speak curses? Like, even if I'm cursing someone out, is that the, the phrase, you know, coming up? 
See, I cursed them out. Did you? Because you're snared by the words of your mouth, not them. So who got, who got cursed? See, I done messed somebody up. I, I, I done messed up your cursing, didn't I? You know, but see, that's, that's in that compartment. Because you really didn't want to curse, but since it's, you got a stowaway, you got another life stowed away in the life that you're presenting, and the life that you stow away seems to always speak for you, but you want the life that you're presenting to speak. But something just comes out. Because just like a tube of toothpaste, what's in you, when you squeeze, is going to come out of you. So what the adversary does is go, oh, you think you're getting over. You got everybody thinking you righteous and you rolling. Yeah, but, but there's, I got access to the inside. And what I'm going to do is send some pressure because pressure reveals character, what's in you. And you living in a loophole, but you got people thinking that you committed, that you all in. But I'm going to squeeze you, and what's on the inside that I put in there is going to come out. Remember, Jesus said, the adversary's coming, Satan's coming, and he ain't got nothing in me. Jesus said, the life that I'm presenting is the life that I have, and he can't touch this. Right? But some of us, we don't understand when we live in a loophole, we're giving him access. Right? We become twisters. We become twisters. Twisting the word to suit our compromise. We become twisters or, or um, it's like what Satan did to Eve, but, or, or, or I'm going to say it this way, we become wicked. That word wicked, wicker, twisted, twisted. So in other words, there's a truth that we twist to, to, and bend it to our own reality. But it's not the truth. It's how we, but we're trying to create our own loophole. So we're trying to turn it in a way where, no, 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 I actually, you know how you, uh, what, 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 I'm not going to say what I call it, but people call it a white lie. Is that, was, is that what it is? A white lie? What did you say? A little white, oh, my bad. A little white lie. So what is that? Is that different than a lie? That's a special lie? All right, so, so Stella back there, Stella Dixon back there said it's a small lie. But Rhonda, what'd you say? You said it's a little one? Say that again. Not a big lie, it's a little lie. But then Rhonda said what? It's a lie. Right? So just for the record, Stella, it's a lie. <laughs> I know you know it's a lie, right? You know, but we tell ourselves, well, I didn't really lie, lie. <laughs> you know, and, and so, again, this is that nature that tries to create loopholes, right? Um, and Scripture says this. It talks about, now, it's talking about uh, deacons or people in ministry, but it says even when I elevate people to these positions, it says don't be double-tongued. Right? Don't be double-toned, right? Basically, it's saying don't live in a loophole, right? Uh, Proverbs 18, 2. I'm going to give you this, but I'm going to give it to you in the, uh, you know, got this from the Bible study fellowship in the morning. They, they read the King James Version, then they read the easy read version. So this is the easy read version. It says, fools don't want to learn from others. They only want to tell their own ideas, 
right? Uh, the King James Version says that fool, uh, did I tell you Proverbs 18 too? Okay. It says a fool has no delight in understanding, but that his heart may discover itself. See, again, this is a person that I'm not trying to play off of the word. I'm, tr- I'm going to take the word. The word has to be approved based on my standard and my comfort. And so I'm not trying to understand how to operate in fulfillment in God's kingdom. I'm trying to use what pleases me to adjust or to twist what's in God's kingdom because I need a loophole. Like, I, I can't, you know, man, can't nobody do that. It's not true, but I have to tell myself that because then I, now I, I, can, I can remove the standard that's being presented before me. You, you ever talk to somebody, uh, you're trying to help them, they come to you for help, right? So, Ray, they're coming to you for help, but every time you say something to them, they got to come back. Like, they got something to excuse. No, no, that, that, that ain't going to work because of this. Well, that ain't going to work because of that. Well, that ain't going to work because of this. Now, none of these things that they're saying ain't going to happen has happened yet, but they're telling you that because what they're doing is, I don't, I, okay, I want the information, but I don't want the responsibility, right? I need a loophole. I need an out. So, so, so uh, as we was growing up, me and my wife both did it. So, like, we're growing up, and then we realize we need to change something, right? And so when we realized the person is with, with, with so when she was saying what I need to change, I was like, she, she on it here, but I can't, I can't like commit to it because just in case I don't do it, she going to get on me. So I got to kind of figure out a way to, to agree that I was wrong, but I got to add something in. Now, hey, hold on now. You right. But, you know, um, if I don't do this, you know what I'm saying? So I got to give myself an out. You know, if I don't do this, you know, because and a part of it when we were growing, I didn't trust that I would be able to do it. I, I believe I would be able to do it, but I needed some time. So I had to buy me time. You know what I'm saying? Now, she was back there laughing, but she did the same thing. So, yeah, we two of a kind. We both was two of a kind. But <laughs> she, my wife said, but you talk, we talking about you right now, brother. You got the mic talking about you, leave me out of it. Okay, you're right, baby. Right, and so, so, so we, we, what we do is we're like, ah, I don't know if I can do that. You know, so like, like you ever sit in a service and you hear a word, like you've, you've, you had an excuse for what you were doing for a long time. And it might, you never really, really read the word, you just maybe, uh, you heard uh, some type of cliche, as uh, uh, long as you do it, in moderation and not, at, you know, as long as it, well, you just do as long as in moderation. You remember that one? You know, it's not in the Bible either, right? All right, so, but, but for a long time, I wasn't even looking to see if it was in the Bible. Because I, oh, no, that'll work. Oh, I could do that. It's okay. I, yeah, I, you know, just in case I can't really commit to change this, I could just do it in moderation. Cool. And I just was, yeah, listen, I'm a new Christian. I'm running around, hey, man, hey, hey, as long as you do that, I'm doing it in moderation, man. It's moderation. You know, now who's measuring the moderation? How do we know it's moderate? Right? What's the gauge? Normally the person that's gauging if it's moderate is the person doing it, right? That's probably not the best gauge, right? <laughs> oh, I'm not going to get no amens? Amen. Amen. See? We, 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 hey, we can shift the sermon. <laughs> right? right? No, nah, I don't need no amens. I know it's the truth whether he told me or not. All right. So, so, so. Remember how when uh, uh, Jacob was reading through uh, Jacob and his uncle Laban? You remember how it's like 
So, you, so hey, hey, uh, I want to marry your, uh, your daughter. Cool, no problem. So they slip the, I'm, just forgive me the way I say this, okay, but this is pretty much how it looks. They slipped the ugly daughter in there, right? And then I, I don't know how you slip an ugly daughter in. I mean, like, you know, would they put him to sleep? Yeah, I don't know how to do it. But anyway, they slipped the ugly daughter in. So he wakes up and he realized he, 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 he uh, consummated the marriage with the wrong daughter. So he goes to Laban and like, whoa, man, like, oh, you know, I want to raise you. Oh, no, hold on, bro. In our culture, you have to marry the oldest daughter first. So now he has to serve, serve like seven more years to get Rachel. But see, Laban kept him in the loophole, man. He just kept him in the loophole. And then it was like, then when it was time to leave, he said, okay, I'm going to build up the cattle. He says, okay, I'll give you, Laban, all the best cattle. I'll just take the ones nobody really want. But God multiplied those. But then Laban came and switched the wages. Like, he switched so the ones that was prospering, he was like, no, these, they, these mine. These mine right here. <laughs> it's like, hold on, man. You just, well, just no problem. We roll with that. So then Lord blessed the other cattle. He's like, no, 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 no. These mine right here. These mine right here too. These mine right here. And, he just, you know, he kept them in a loophole. Like, instead of just committing, hey, man, I told you you could have those cattle. They prospering. Hey, it's on you. Right? But that's what we do. Now, did I, what, what exactly did I tell you? See, that's why we don't commit. I might do it. I didn't tell you I was going to do that. I said I might do it. No, I didn't tell you I was doing it. I said I was thinking about it. Yeah, so I didn't, I didn't tell you. Tell, no, oh, oh, this is the good Christian one. I told you I was praying about it. Didn't I say I was praying about it? Yeah, God's line's busy. He hasn't talked to me yet. Even though God talking all the time, all of a sudden, now the line is cut off when it's something that, you know, I'm just praying about it, you know. You know, or, 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 or you know, Lord's still working on me. Now, I thought he was like all wise, all knowing, and omnipotent, all powerful. Like, God, take that much work to work on you? And he, look, he did the world in six days. <laughs> take him 16 years to work on you, though, right? What's going on here? See, we, we trying to find a loophole. You know, yeah, Lord, Lord's working on me. You know, just Lord working on me. You know what I'm saying? You know, apart from him, I could do nothing. Didn't you say that, Pastor? <laughs> see, see, we got, <laughs> we got to watch this. That's why Jesus said, you hypocrites, right? He said, you do what you tell others not to do. That's why he's, he's called them hypocrites. He said, y'all sitting here breaking people down, making them pay all this penance, giving them you all these coins and all these sheep as if y'all handling your business. You're presenting a life, but you got a hidden life too. He said, but I can see right through you. See, I see what's in your heart. He said, you live, hypocrites, you're living in that neutral zone. So we talked about this. It's so interesting because we talk about all this stuff in Bible study. And this morning in uh, Genesis 49, no, no, Proverbs 20, and uh, LaBarbera had brought up, she says, how come it keeps talking about unjust weights? You know, like, like different weights. And, and Proverbs 11.1 1 says, an unjust weight is an abomination to the Lord. So, so, so again, you know, because I, I, I was a, a code enforcement officer, a housing inspector, 
I did uh, commercial properties and stuff like that, but I had a good friend. He did weights and measures, so he would go inspect the gas stations. And so I was asking myself, so what do you do? He says, well, the gas stations, the pumps have to be calibrated right. He says, if they don't, if they can cheat you, they can set the calibration where you think you're getting $10 of gas, right? But you, you really pay 15, no, you think you're getting $15 worth of gas, but you got $10. But it, it says 15, but they calibrated the scales so they can cheat you of your money. So they go and they check and make sure it balances out right. So if it says $10, then that's what you paid for, right? But so, so we were talking about that this morning because it's the same thing in our life. If we have a life on the outside and a life on the inside, well, it's, it's an unbalanced life, right? It's an unbalanced life. So God, the Bible says God uh, desires truth in the inward parts, not just look like truth on the outside, but truth on the inside. Right? No, not living in a loophole, living in the truth. Right? And so, so a lot of times we're not doing that. We're living this unjust weight life. The Bible says make the tree and the fruit good. Right? It says, so not just the tree looking good, because he says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. So he says what, what you put in you, he says, well, let's go to Matthew 12. Let's go to Matthew 12. We're talking about living in the loophole, which is, and we're not talking about living in the loophole, loophole because we're celebrating it. We're actually allowing God to show us that what's been keeping us from our momentum and our fulfillment is we live in a loophole so long when we're under pressure, what we've suppressed comes out and steals our momentum. Still, we build stuff and just cave in, build stuff and just cave in. God doesn't want us to be like that. So we'll start here, verse 33, Matthew 12, 33. It says, uh, uh, it says, either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by what? His fruit, what you produce on the outside, right? It says, oh, generation of vipers, how can you be, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth evil things. What's so interesting thing is people bring out evil, commu uh, 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 communicate evil, and we go, oh, no, they're good. They are what their fruit is. You know, but we, we want to tell ourselves it's not with the reality that we see. You know what I'm saying? But that's not, we, 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 have, to, we have to be honest with ourselves. That's what's going to assist us in not living the, the, uh, the loophole life. We have to be honest with ourselves. We have to stop that default hiding, the diversions, the deflections, and the deceptions. You know, because sometimes we have a tendency to uh, uh, the deflect, right? You know, this reflex deflect. What, what, no, what? You know, uh, there's situations where I'll ask a person a question. Actually, uh, this person probably won't mind me. Uh, using them, but I won't use them. I'll let them come up to the mic and, and, and tell, tell y'all it was them. But I was talking to the person, and they reflexed because, you know, they realized they, were, they didn't handle it right. But instead of saying, man, I don't know what I was thinking, they, they reflexed and said what was going to excuse them out of it, right? And then that's some, sometimes how we operate. You know, as opposed to 
hey, I didn't realize what I was doing. And now you get the requisite wisdom that you need to get beyond it. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times me and my wife, we ask questions so we can discover where you are, so we can get you what you, what you, what you need, the wisdom from there. Not, what? You did this and ripped you out of the frame. Like, like you know, what are we like? You know, your, your teacher with the paddle or something? Like, no, we just, we grow. What do we say here around here? What's not exposed what? So what's not exposed can't be helped. Right? So, so that's the thing. We, we're, we're trying to give a word to trigger a truth. You see what I'm saying? And then we can help. Right? The goal is to help. Right? And this is the thing. The thing is, the Bible says you shall know what? The truth. And the truth will what? Right? Uh, this version says make you free. Right? Right? So... Know the truth. And that word know means to be intimate with the truth. So, so, Ray, the truth is not like a, how can I put it? The truth is not like a, uh, what do I want to say? It's not something that I'm casual with. I'm intimate with the truth, right? What did I just say? So tell somebody I want to be intimate with the truth. Tell somebody I want to be intimate with the truth. So we got everybody said Daryl in here want to be intimate with the truth. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm trying to help you, brother. You snare by the words of your mouth. I'm trying to get you to, you know, work with me, brother. Work with me. My guy, right? All right. I just called Daryl out on video. So. <laughs> All right. So, so this is the thing. Now, you're accountable for what you just said. You just said you want to be intimate with the truth. So that also was a setup. All right, all right, so, so the thing about being intimate with the truth, to be intimate in, in you, you know, oh, let's go back to the butterfly relationships here. All right, so the butterfly relationships a lot of times are the surface relationships, right? You know, you know, because we go to the movies, we hang out, we do this. But you know the movies get old, right? Right? You know that. Now, now me and my wife, we see movies, but we make the movie, the movie don't make us. You know, dinner get old. I'm talking about when you're in the butterfly stage. And after a while, it's like, okay, we don't went to dinner. Okay, we don't went to the movies. Okay, what are we doing here? You know what I'm saying? Like, like okay, after a while, it's like, the movie, was my wife said in the early part of the relationship, she said, babe, the movie watching us. Now, at first, she was excited about seeing a movie. We watched the movie together, you know, because we, you know, you know, true love, right? We come together. <laughs> we watching the movie together, right? We're cuddling, you know. It's this wonderful thing, you know. And so... I think I got overconfident there because then it was like, you know, she was like, well, we're, we're not spending enough time together. I was like, all my free time is with you, which was very little free time, right? And she said, I said, just like the other day, we, what are you talking about? We watched the movie. She said, no, the movie watched us. And, and I'm going to be honest, at that, before that day, I had never heard that concept, right? Never heard. And, and I really couldn't say nothing. You know, I normally have good comebacks. I was like, it's a good point, you know, I, you know, so I probably was like, okay, you know, yeah, but, but it was a good point. It, it, I, and, I, man, I remember I thought about that all day. I was like, man, like the movie is watching us. I thought that was a good, you know, you know that was my, like, go-to. We can go to the movies, you know. <laughs> but movies get old. And so the thing is, what, what, what was happening there is we, we, we were doing the things that we always wanted to do that we watched other people do. 
Stay with me, right? Stay with me. And when that, when we did all those things, there was something we had to do that we didn't really originally sign on for. It was called, and we ain't talking about sex, intimacy. Now we had to be transparent and vulnerable. Now we had to talk about the pink elephants. Right now we had to talk about the, 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 the red flags. Because there was red flags popping up all the time, but we had the movies and, and, and the, there was so many butterflies we couldn't see the flags. You know what I'm saying? Like, was that red in there? Nah, nah. You know, right? But then when the butterflies started to d- dissipate, the red flags are like, beep, beep, beep. Like it's like right there in front of your face, right? And so now we're like, what do we do? Like I'm, but, but it's, it's we're, we're in love. We can't talk about the flags. That's going to mess up the, you know, the flow. You know, but you got to talk about the flags. Now it's time for us to be intimate. And my wife always gives the statement, intimacy, into me you see. So now I, I got to open up. I'm re- I got to reveal things. I got to say how this really impacted me. No, nah, I don't really like that. She got to say, no, 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 we can't be doing it like that. Now we, now, now we rolling because we're talking about the tough things and we can stay through that, we good, right? Does that make sense? That's why we have courtship and premarital. We help you out. We can get you started on the tough conversations so then you can pick up the momentum from there, right? Right? Ain't that right, Cinnamon? Right? Yeah, yeah. They went through the process, right? All right, so, so this thing about truth, knowing the truth is going deeper in the truth, getting an intimate understanding of where I'm at and what am I, what am I processing through. I'm not, now I'm going beyond the loophole. I'm, I'm moving towards commitment, responsibility, and accountability. In the kingdom, I'm moving towards discipleship. You know, again, I'm no longer a surface dweller. See, when I live in a loophole, I'm just a surface dweller. Everything's surface. Hey, how you doing? You don't want to, <laughs> how you doing? Man, it's great to see you. Great to see you. Who was that? You know that? <laughs> right, you know, hey, 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 how you doing? How you doing? You all right? Good to see you. Hey, good, good to see you. Man, you know, I just love talking to you. Don't know who you are. But I just love, you know, hey, 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 how you doing? You okay? Hey, how you doing? Everything, like everything is surface, right? But on the inside, I got questions, right? I got questions. Some things I don't understand, right? But I've, been, I've trained myself to be in the front. Front, fronting, to live on the surface. So now what happens is anytime somebody gets close or anytime somebody says something uncomfortable, I run because I got to go back to the loophole. You see what I'm saying? I, yeah, I'm not trying to have no tough conversations. I don't want to talk it through. And you, you, you put me down. See, so so I, so I, I, I found outs too. See, if I say you put me down, now I don't have to listen to this truth and something wrong with you. You're not being sensitive enough. You, you, you're not being thoughtful enough. You know, you walk in the room, you walk in the room, so, so I'm going to use me. So I walk in the room and I'm looking straight ahead. So right now, I'm looking at, uh, I'm looking at a couple of people right now. Who am I looking at? That's the whole point. And, but you, you always got somebody in the room go, he saw me. He saw me. He ain't even speak to me. Are you sitting inside my head looking through my eyeballs? 
No, you're looking through your eyeballs, and your eyeballs are skewed with insecurity. You don't, you don't think you're worth somebody seeing and speaking to. So you're projecting that on somebody else. But if you knew your worth, you'd be like, he definitely didn't see me because if he saw me, he would smoke. You can say that. Mm. 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 <laughs> right? So we don't want to be service dwellers. So to not be service dwellers, Proverbs 4 tells us with all you're getting, get understanding. Get under, see, like, you know, I know Stephen Covey says, seek ye first to understand. Like, try to understand. Like, I have people, I have people that have been, and might be some people still mad at me, never spoke to me one time. Like, why don't you just ask? When you said that, what was you thinking? When you did that, what was you thinking? You know, ask. I'll tell you. Now, when you ask, be ready for the truth, because I'm going to tell you the truth. You know, but I'm not. Anybody that knows me, I love everybody. I just don't play games with everybody. And so you might be used to playing games because that's your loophole. You, you, you create so much confusion, people don't know what to do. <laughs> you know, you ever be talking to somebody, you start getting into it, they create an argument. And then halfway through the argument, you go, well, maybe, maybe I didn't see what I see. Or you forget what you were talking about. You ever do that one? He's like, I know I, I had a point when I came in here. What happened to it? What, what happened to the point? You know what I'm saying? But the person just, they figure out how to overwhelm you to throw off them having to receive the truth, right? Right? But see, that's not how we're supposed to operate. We're supposed to operate in getting understanding, not living in a loophole, right? You know, we got to get out of that gray area. That's that loophole whole living. Just stay in the, the gray area. I'm, in, I'm just right in the gray area. You all right? So I'm not really committed, but I'm not saying I'm not going to do it either. All right? See, I want to live in the loophole. I want to get, I'm living in always having an out. As opposed to I'm committed to always being locked in. So the Bible says present yourself as a living sacrifice, holy acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. It doesn't say... Present yourself, make sure you have a loophole just in case when you get to present yourself as a living sacrifice, God don't show up to resurrect you. <laughs> it doesn't say that. Like, like imagine if Jesus did that. Okay, I'm going on a cross. Hey, but, you know, he started paying the centurion. Yo, hook, hook you up. Hey, just put some fake, fake, fake nails up here just in case I need to get down real quick. You know, like, nah, he had to, go, he had to be all in. <laughs> you know, just... Uh, you know, hook some paper up to the whip and, you know, make it look like, you know, we just make some noise. Ah! Ah! But you're not really whooping me, you know. No, he committed to the whole thing, knowing that God will resurrect him from there, right? So we got to get out of that gray area. The Bible says deep calleth unto deep, right, for a reason, right? So, so, so as we talk about this, um, to get out of this loophole, we can't be looking for plausible deniability. We have to get out of look, looking for plausible deniability. You know, so a lot of times in, in, in cultures of where people hustle, what they'll do is, oh, this has happened at the church. So I'll let people come up and tell you if it's done or call in and tell you if it's done. So, so, so this is what happened at the church. So let's say, like, 
I might be a little clouded or whatever, but it's something I really want to happen. But I'm not going to put myself in, in harm's way. So what I do is I hang out with Chris for a while, and I say, Chris, man, you know, you th- I think Pastor needs to do something, something, you know. I think he needs to acknowledge us more, give us more props, you know. What do you think, Chris? Chris be like, yeah, right, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, Chris is mind his own business. And so now we have this conversation. So, so then I constantly communicate to Chris, so then Chris starts to say, you know, you're right, you're right I'm going to talk to Pastor. So now Chris comes not really having all the full scope of the information, Chris goes, well, you know, Pastor, what I think we need to do. And I'm like, Chris, have you done this, 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 that, and the other? And Chris is almost like, he out there now. He's way out there. So now he's getting all defensive. Nah, well, you don't understand. Now, the other person is like, I don't know, what Chris thinking about? You know, plausible deniability. Well, Chris is the one to talk to you. I, I don't know what Chris was thinking. See, so like, I kept myself in the loophole through Chris out there is the test rack. You know what I'm saying? And depending on if he, like if, if Chris won, then I'm going to come in like, yeah, I, I agree so I can benefit. If Chris loses, what? Like, I don't know what Chris thinking about, man. You know, man, that, you know, I always thought he was a little loopy up there, you know? I mean, what do you think? Plausible deniability. See, that's another loophole. You know, it's another loophole, like we, we feed stuff into people, get people to push our agenda, and when it turns out that they embrace a truth that we should embrace the whole time, we run away from like, my name Bennett, I ain't in it, right? And see, so we have to, we can't be doing stuff like that. First of all, you're going to reap what you sow. That's not healthy. And, and we do that to avoid the truth. See, a lot of times when we live in a loophole, we don't want to know. Because if we know, we're accountable for what we know. We don't want to know. You know, in some situations, you know, as we were growing in ministry and stuff and, and growing, there's some situations I didn't really want to know. And there's definitely some situations I wasn't going to even mention to my wife. Yeah, y'all know that's the fire of the family. I'm the focus. That's the fire right there. I said, I'm not mentioning that because this whole place is going to burn up. So we won't be talking about that. And, but then there's certain situations, man, I just... I, I didn't want to know because I knew the more I knew, then the, how I am is I'm going to be obedient. I have to be accountable. I have to make some tough moves. And, I, man, and, and in some levels, I couldn't see. I wasn't asking either, but I couldn't see what else we supposed to do. You know, just like somebody said recently, they was like, well, where am I going to go? You know, so I might as well just tolerate this. Well, there's always a possibility in God, right? All things are possible with God. And so, 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 so as we transition, we can no longer turn the blind eye, right? See, because that's living in a loophole. I don't know what. They, they did what? I didn't, you know, should I have said something? You know, I didn't really pay that much attention to it. You're right there. You see it. And instead of messing up them liking you, you don't address the, the, the behavior. You know, you, you, you know, and then, then if somebody says, well, you're around the person, didn't you know? I didn't really. I told you. I don't know. Wait, wait, wait a minute. How did you skip talking to the person and get right to pastor? You know, you know, I think you need to talk to the minister. Did you talk to the minister?
Why y'all getting quiet? Where's my amens? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, what's wrong with talking to the, you can still talk to me, but what's wrong with talking to the person? You, you know, that's kind of better. The Bible says you have art against the brother. You go to them. Let them know first. Like, so I don't care what, the office does not exempt people from growing in relationships. Y'all come talk to me and Pastor Mel all the time. Well, you said such and such. How come talk to that person? If, if you think they shady, talk to them. Hey, you know, when you just did that, that you know, let, me ask you, let me tell you what I saw. Let me t- tell me what you was thinking. What's wrong with that? Right? Okay, I noticed you just told Pastor this, but I was there with you. That's not how that went. So talk to me. What, what, what? Was you afraid? This, that, and the other. Before you get to me, right? What about talking to the person? We good? See, 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 because I'm not talking to them. I'm going to stay in the loophole. They always going to think I like them. But pastor, you go out there, put yourself out there. So they don't, they don't want to listen to your sermon on Sunday. They're going to come over my house to eat, but they ain't going to want to hear your word. Because you had to tell them the truth. Put me out there. Put yourself out there. Tell them the truth, right? Get out of that loophole, right? Get out of that loophole. So, so like, we can't build a zoo of elephants in the room. That's why, that's why the graphic, you notice there's an elephant in the room. Did y'all notice there was an elephant in the room? Get it? Did you get it? Did you notice there was an elephant? Was you paying attention that there's an elephant in the room? Everybody, there's an elephant in the room, <laughs> Did you get what I'm trying to say? See, because sometimes we're ignoring the elephant in the room. <laughs> like, biggest day. And we're sitting there like, what? 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 What you talking about? We leave. I don't know what you're talking about. No, no. See, see, my wife will tell you this. This, this is the challenge of a seer. I can't sit in the room with an elephant and not talk about it. When I came to my family... You know, because, you know, I was raised uh, in foster care for 14 years. When I came back to my family, I wasn't really trying to bust nobody out. I, I didn't know I was a seer or nothing like that. I'm 14. Hey, hey, what about that elephant right there? Why we got that in here? So I'm all the, they might have been, I don't know if there's family secrets or people just didn't talk about certain things. I'm bringing up everything. My dad's line used to be, keep needing to leave well enough alone. You know, that's that old school line, like, leave well enough alone. And so my line was like, well enough for who? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'd be like, so what about this? Dad, what about that? And he's like, this kid, man. Like, oh, this kid, boy, why don't he just let it go? But see, I can't. It's an elephant in the room. Let's talk about that. Like, I walk in the room with a focus, see an elephant, like, forget the focus. What about this elephant right here? Right? And, and, and. That's because it's hard for me to live in the loophole. I have to be around truth. I have a thirst for truth. Live around truth. And listen, we can be enjoying ourselves, having a great conversation. It could be a cookout, picnic. It could be a major celebration. If there's an elephant in the room, I'll be like, listen, man, I know this is probably not the time to say this, but did you just do such and such? I said, listen, man, I can't walk out of here. And, you know, (laughs) and I know if, if people be like, like, I created this atmosphere so nobody would be able to address the behavior. 
how are you in the midst of all this hoopla asking me this question? Because it's eating at me. Yeah, sometimes I've left callbacks and listen, man, I'm sorry, I just, I'm not going to be able to go to sleep. Can I ask you a question? You know, that's my line, right? I'm going to ask you a question. Let, let me ask you something. When you say such and such, and me and my wife do it in our relationship. That's why we, like, you don't see she be singing, she ain't carrying no weight. Because she's going to let it out. That, that girl, uh, honey, honey. Like, like I'm, I'm better now. In the early years, I gripped my teeth. Oh, Lord. You know, because it's something I probably didn't see. But now, you know, honey, I'll be like, hey, it's an opportunity to, to, have, to be with my baby. She's like, okay, so, babe, you know, let me talk to you about such and such. I'm like, ah. So, you know, I, I apologize. I'm, I ain't messing around. I apologize and, and then try to figure out what the adjustments. If she wants to know, then I'll share, hey, this is what I was thinking. You know, but, but she ain't going to be storing stuff. She, 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 yeah, well, y'all know that already, right, because y'all deal with her, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, so I know you got two of a kind because we both roll the same way. So imagine us in our 30 years in August, be 30 years married, how we rolling. Both of us can't sit still without dealing with the truth. See, see, she said, oh, people online, Pastor Mel said, oh, we address everything, right? But that's, so now there's nothing going to pop up later. Right? You see what I'm saying? There's nothing. I mean, and then we don't have to care. And she'll tell you what I tell her is I said, this, there's a lot of things I'm not even upset with. I say, sweetheart, I'm not upset. I said, but I'm not going to carry this, this around either. And when I talk to the people that I'm cool with, I tell them the same thing. I said, listen, I'm not mad at you. I said, but if I say I care about you, I'm not going to be thinking something. I'm going to talk to you about it. And so... I, mean, I, I have to navigate with certain pastors. They have a flow. We have a flow. So sometimes the flows may clash. So I'll call them up and say, listen, I said, could you tell me what your philosophy is, is and why you do this this way? You know, I, I shared it with somebody recently. And, and they explained it. When they explained it, I said, okay, I got you. I see what you said. I'm good. They said, okay, no, 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 no. You asked for a reason. And I told them why I asked. And they said, no, well, well, let's see why we can work it out where I can adjust for, which, for how you flow. But we had a great conversation because I wasn't, like, storing nothing or, like, bothered. You know, hey, well, let's just talk through it, right? Because I'm not going to live in a loophole, right? And that's what we have to challenge ourselves to do, right? Don't build a zoo of elephants in the room, right? And, and the thing is, sometimes we're trying to avoid embarrassment. Man, take the embarrassment now because it's going to be later, it's going to be greater. The embarrassment later is going to be greater. And I heard this, uh, this, this quote, uh, I, don't know, I don't remember the first name, I know his last name is Flannery, uh, but it says, the truth does not change according to your ability to stomach it. The truth does not change according to your ability to stomach it. The truth doesn't change according to your ability to stomach it. A lot of times we want to live in a loophole when that truth comes we decide if we need to receive it based on if we think we can handle it. And so we either attack it, we twist it, we ignore it, we run from it based on our comfortability. No, the truth is the truth is the truth. It's not based on if we like it or we're comfortable with it. And, and, and that's why in our life, 
You know, we talked about the butterflies in relationships, but there's, there's butterflies in business relationships. There's butterfly in church relationships. Uh, this butterfly, when people commit to sign on, this, oh, this is great. So when people commit to sign on at the beginning stages of anything, of course, we were a pioneer church. Uh, I was just talking with somebody uh, yesterday that didn't know me and my wife came out here uh, with, by ourselves with $1,625 to a place we've never been before. All right, so now when people are deciding, when God tells them as we grow to each stage, you should be planted at Ayers Christian Center Church. It's not just uh, for what we can get, it's what they can give, and the other way around. It's not just for what we can give, it's for what we can get. It's a mutual relationship. And so God knows when he tells that person to commit at that stage, what stage the church is at. And he knows what he want, where he wants them and how he wants them to grow with the church, right? You know, so everything is not ready-made. Like, you know, there's some thriving ministries around the world. They all started somewhere. You know, I know uh, T.D. Jakes, they had like 90 members for 10 years. Uh, Hillsong, they had not, like 99 for about 10 years. You know, so every, everybody starts somewhere, but, but there's people that were there and grew with them. And there's people along the way was like, either it's taking too long or, or that looks shiny over there or they're already rolling over here. They got money and resources over here. But it's the same thing in a marriage. It has to start somewhere. Like, you know, we're going into our 30th year of marriage. We had to start somewhere. We had to get through the wars. But imagine if we go, oh, no, 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 you're not perfect. Uh, harmonizing, or she's like, well, you're not perfect harmonizing. Well, since you're not making me as comfortable as I want to be, and I'm not making you as comfortable as you want to be, we out, G. Like, like, we had to, like, weather the storms. We had to grow together. You know, we had to have the tough conversations, right? We had to, we had to be mad at each other from, at times. You know, we didn't have to be mad at each other, but because we were immature, we were going to be mad at each other. You understand what I'm saying? Like, we don't have to be that way. But since we both was immature in the Lord, we was, we was going to, she was trying to make me little Keith, I was trying to make her little Melanie, right? And so, but man, we're enjoying this 30th year. We're the best of friends, not because of the 30th year, because of all the other years of getting there. Like, we, like some people never get to appreciate like certain levels because they skipped. See, loopholes make you skip levels. And so now you, you arrive at the marriage, but you've skipped the process so you're not fulfilled. You see what I'm saying? Because now you're constantly looking over your shoulder waiting for the thing to blow up. When, when instead of, you know, you rush into it because you don't want to go through the process. You, you want to stay in the loophole. And some people live in a loophole in all their relationships. And this is the thing. Most people will stay with you all the way to the bottom. But rarely can many stay with you all the way to the top. So people will hang with you as long as you're falling. But rarely do people hang with you all the way to the top because there's a lot more resistance going up than coming down. So you see, when the, when the resistance is on you going down, it assists you on your way down. You always got momentum. But on the way up, when you're dealing with resistance, 
Sometimes it's not momentum because you got to break through to levels to pick back up the momentum. And so some people do not want to deal with breaking through. They, once you get through, they want to jump on. Hey, you know, man, we did a good job getting here. <laughs> but they didn't go through anything. You see what I'm saying? They, they just, you know, they can kind of hover. Everything was freelance and everything was at their convenience. They didn't really toil consistently. That's, so most people will stay with you on the, all the way to the bottom, but rarely can many stay with you all the way to the top. And, and so what happens is while you're trying to move up, they'll offer loopholes to slow you down. They'll offer compromises. You know, when, when it's things, when pressure hits, they say, hey, well, we don't really got, come on, look at all we've gone through to get to this point. Let's just do it this way. I mean, it'll be okay. They'll constantly offer you loopholes um, to, but not knowing it, they're, they're offering you an opportunity to cheat your fulfillment. Why don't we just settle for this success right here, right? You know, there are a lot of sparrow mentalities just plucking at your wings until they can't take the altitude, right? A lot of sparrow mentalities plucking at your wings. You're the eagle, they're just plucking at your wings trying to get the little crumbs and the bugs on your wings. And, and what eagles do is they go to different higher altitudes. And so they can't take the altitude and they fly off, right? But if you rolling, if eagles are rolling with eagles, they'll fly with you to every level you're going to, right? See, the sparrows want to live in, in the loopholes, but the eagles want to soar to, to levels of commitment. They, remember, eagles are looking for the storm to elevate. Sparrows are running from it. So sparrows are looking away, looking for a way out, a way around it, a loophole. Uh-oh, there's got to be another way, you know, I can get around this, you know, as opposed to I'm going to hit this thing head on. All right, we're going to stop there. We'll get to some, some selective ignorance and sifting realities and winging it uh, next week. But we'll stop there and... Uh, this is uh, the time in the service, if you're watching online, where you could either call in or, or, or make a comment on the chat of what stood out for you, what did you realize. And the people in the house, you have mics on each side. If something really hits you, you have a thought. Uh, if you care to share, you know, something was running through your head, but it's always good to share. Um, that's how we grow and learn from the revelations that other people get.